said last week, we um, we've yeah kind of finished the um, section on the Holy Spirit. Not that that can ever be finished, but in terms of our preaching, um, and we are wanting to go into a new series, um, which focuses on I guess um, some of the miracles in the Bible and and really. Um, with an acute focus on God using the small things and the value of the small things and the importance that God puts on what we believe are the small things, I should say. Yeah, the value on what we believe are the small things because as we'll see throughout scripture and through the weeks that we'll find out that it's actually us that believe it's small. And it's not really God that thinks it's more. Um, it's more so our feelings towards it. Um, so yeah, so today um, we're going to start with, I believe, a familiar scripture, a familiar story. And it's the feeling of the 5,000 um, in the Bible. And I just want us to, to kind of go through that story and just to kind of see what the Lord uh, would show us. Um, something interesting that I found out about this story is... This story and the resurrection are the only stories which are in all four of the Gospels, which I didn't know. So the, the story of the resurrection and the, and the, and the feeding of the 5,000 are the only two stories which are um, in all of the Gospels. And so all of the scriptures that we're going to be reading today um, are going to be snippets from the, from the viewpoint of the different Gospels. Because I believe it's one story, and the, and the gospels um, give a different emphasis on a particular part of Jesus or a particular narrative. So we're going to be reading from John six as our main portion, but we're going to be dipping into the other um, versions of the story just to get a a a, a more whole picture of um, of it. So yeah, let, let's start with John chapter six. Um, Amorai, if you come forward. John chapter 6 from verse 1 to 15. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up upon the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes, then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said, this to test him. Um, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many, Jesus said? Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in place in the place. So the men sat down 
about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the, also the fifth, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told the disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that they had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to making him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Probably say a familiar scripture, which uh, many of us have um, thought, have heard about, and 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 just and just um, a very kind of great miracle um, where 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 Jesus feeds and the disciples feed uh, five thousand, or should I say over five thousand? Um, and I guess I just want to kind of break down this this um, story um, into kind of different chunks um, for us um, to yeah just just to really grab a hold of. Um, some of the things which are which are important and that the Spirit wants to say to us. Um, so as we see, kind of in the story, uh, Jesus is there. He's 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 preaching good news, and and he's doing signs and he's doing wonders. In fact, it says that you know and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick, and and Jesus got to a, a place. Where he saw that there was such a that there was such a massive crowd, and that and that in being such a massive crowd, he understood that the crowd were hungry. They'd been following him for a while, and the and the crowd was hungry. Um, and in John chapter six, from verse five, um, it says, "Lifting up his eyes, then and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip." Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And verse 6 says, he said this to test him. For he himself knew what he would do. One more time. Uh, Yeah, from verse 5. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him. Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he said, he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. I really want us to, to hold that um, in. Um, can someone read uh, Matthew 14 from verse 15? I think it, I can't remember who that was. Was that Avion? Matthew uh, 15? From, from verse 15, Avion, and I'll tell you when to stop. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the village and find themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring up top. 
Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Abiel. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and again, I'm not going to read it now, but if you go into Mark chapter 6 verse um, from verse 35 and Luke chapter 9 from verse 12, those three Gospels um, give, a, give a similar story that, that the disciples and, and Jesus have noticed that the people are hungry. Um, but I guess what differs um, from John and the other three Gospels, or not that it differs, or the emphasis um, which differs from the other three, is that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, Jesus says to them, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. And then in John, Jesus asks a question. And I almost, in the light of those three, of those three different accounts, I almost asked the question differently. At first, I thought the question was more like, um, uh, where, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And then I started to think of Jesus saying it different. Like, where are we to buy bread? Like, where? Where are we to buy bread so that these people can eat? Like, where, where's the place where we can buy bread for these people? Where? And, it is, and it's so funny because when he says that, Philip doesn't actually answer with where. He tells him that he doesn't have enough to get bread. And I'm back in John, uh, chapter 6. Jesus says, where can we go to get bread? Philip says, well, I don't have enough to get bread. Two different questions. Jesus is saying, where can we buy bread? They're saying, we don't have enough to buy bread. Jesus is saying, feed these people. You give them bread. The disciples are saying, we don't have enough to give them. And there's something um, which I love um, about Jesus. Just, just, yeah, just, just how interesting he is. The Bible says, and I believe it's in verse 6, he said this to test him. For he himself knew what he would do. So Jesus is saying, where, like, where can we buy bread to feed them? But he's saying this to test them. He's saying this to test, to challenge, to, and that word test means to examine the quality of. And I guess we get a glimpse into the mindset of Jesus. He's testing them because he already knows what he's going to do. He already knows who he is. So what's the challenge? Jesus is saying, you feed them. You give them bread. The disciples are saying, I don't have any money. So the challenge is, do you believe you can feed them because I'm here. Do you believe that you can feed these this multitude of people by virtue because I'm here? Because I know what I'm going to do. I know my part in this. Knowing my part, do you believe that you can feed them? He, Jesus doesn't even say that he's going to feed them. He just says that he knows what he's going to do. I really want us to grab a hold of that. 
the, the challenge in Mark, uh, uh, Matthew and Luke, which really um, brings out another flavor in this scripture, is Jesus is putting the challenge on the disciples. You give them something to eat. God wouldn't ask them to feed the people if he didn't believe that they had everything necessary to feed them. So here's the test. The Lord already knows what he's going to do. Do you believe in the part in which that you play? I'll say that one more time. The Lord already knows what he is going to do. Do you believe in the part that you're going to play? He already knows that this is a moment where something's going to happen. But he throws it back onto us. You give him something. Where are we meant to get bread? Where are we meant to buy bread from? And the disciples say, man, like all I got is 200 dinari. Like that's not even enough. And then the and then the then the story unfolds. From verse, in fact, from verse eight. Um, of, of John, one of these disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? What are they? What are they? Five barley loaves and two fish. Can someone read? Um, yeah, can someone grab Luke? Chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Yeah, can you grab Luke chapter nine, Joseph? Could you read from verse thirteen, and then I'll tell you when to stop. Luke chapter nine, from verse thirteen. I'll tell you when to stop. But he said to them, "You give something to, you give them something to eat." They said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there, for there were about 5,000 men. Thank you, and Joseph. He said, okay. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. And again, I'm not going to read the other, the other two accounts, but in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's a, there's a similar account. Uh, count of Jesus asking them, okay, number one, you give them something to eat. And their response being, all we have, we only have five loaves and two fish. That's all we have. That's all we have. And I think there's, there, there's something which I noticed in this scripture, and I, I, and I believe that it's an encouragement to all of us. That he didn't, he didn't ask them if you have enough. He didn't say, do you have enough food to feed them? He simply asks, what do you have? He didn't ask them, do you have enough to feed them? What he says was, what do you have? God is not 
And I guess the reason why he asks that question, as we see in John 6, is because he already knows what he's about. He already knows what he's going to do. He's not interested in you having enough. What he wants to know is, what do you have? Not only what do you have, are you willing to bring it? Are you, are you willing to bring what you have? Deep, like Jesus then, um, uh, 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 it, it, it says it in John uh, chapter chat six that um, uh, from verse eight, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, there is a boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? That's our opinion. That's our opinion. To us, we said, the disciples have said, what are these for so many? But Jesus is saying, what do you have? You feed them. If, if Jesus is asking us to feed them, then what we have must be enough. Maybe not in our eyes. And maybe because we haven't discerned what Jesus says, that he already knows what he's about to do. He already knows what he's about to add to this equation. Here's the test. Can you bring me what you have? Can you just bring me what you have? Not because it's enough, but because I'm asking you to bring it to me. Because I've said it is sufficient for you to feed them. And the story continues. Let me read on. Uh, first time, there was a boy here uh, with five barley loaves and two fish. Oh, what I did for so many. Verse 10, Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the man sat. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. And again, in the other Gospels, you see a similar uh, account where the, where the disciples um, uh, um, are asked to cause the, the people to sit in groups. And I just wanted to highlight that Jesus is commanding the disciples to get the people to sit in groups, to prepare, to eat. But the food has not yet been multiplied. I really want us to grab a hold of this. Jesus then said, you know what, let me, like, let's, let, let's multiply the food, then once we've got the food, we'll get the people to prepare to eat the food. And then we'll get them to sit down. No, before he, be, be, before the miracle happens per se, he asks the, the people to sit in groups. To get ready. And it's almost another challenge for the disciples here. Are you ready to be used right now? Even though you can't see it. Are you ready for what you have to be used? And your readiness for what you have to be used can be seen in your preparation. I really want us to have a hold of this. They only had two loaves, sorry, 
five loaves and two fish still at this moment. But Jesus is saying, get this multitude. And the Bible says that it's 5,000 men. It doesn't account for women and children. Go and get this multitude. I can imagine the, you know, I mean, the disciples thinking, what? But there's only five loaves here. And you're telling me to get the people to start sitting down to prepare for a meal, but you haven't changed anything yet. Are we willing to do the things which prepare the way for him to use us and prepare the way for him to take what we have? Sometimes I definitely wait for the Lord to multiply what I have and to touch what I have first before I prepare. But it's, it, it feels safer to me. Here's the test. Do you remember Jesus said? He said this to test them. Are you willing to prepare? Are you willing to get things in order? So that I might use what you have. And in a sense, really show you what you have. But Jesus never says, that's not enough. I don't, in any of the accounts, I never see Jesus say, oh snap, all you have is five uh, 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 bread and two fish, man. I never hear Jesus say this. Because actually the five loaves and the two fish were enough. Because Jesus knew what he was about to do. And the question was only, are you willing to search around and find what you do have? My question today is, what do you have, guys? Jesus isn't really thinking about what you don't have. That's not his focus. He's not thinking about the fact that you don't have the 200 Gs needed to buy the bread. That's not what he's asking you. But he, he's asking you, what do you have? And if he asks you, what do you have? You better know that he already knows what he's about to do in his heart. Oh, I want to carry on reading uh, verse um, 11 of uh, John chapter 6. Uh, Jesus then took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. Uh, so also the fish as much as they wanted. Can someone read Mark chapter 6? Was that? Um, Jose, is, is, could you read from verse uh, 41 for me? That's Mark chapter 6. If you can come closer. Uh, that's Mark chapter 6. Um, I'm going to read from verse 41. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set for their people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of fish. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I really like Mark's um, account. And, and you can read a similar account in Matthew and Luke. Now, he has the bread and the fish. Um... His thanks to God, because uh, he again he 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 already knows what's what's about to happen. He 
he already knows what he's about. He already knows what he's about to do. And the Bible says that he, he breaks it. He breaks it. He gives it to the disciples. Um, he gives it to the disciples. And then the disciples distribute it to the people. So he broke the bread. It doesn't say that he broke it and then it multiplied. Really want to grab a hold of this. It doesn't say that he broke it, then it just multiplied, and then there was a slow of bread. The Bible says that he broke the bread and then he gave it to the disciples. And as the disciples had it, they distributed that bread. He took the fish. He thanked uh, God. Uh, he broke it. He then gave it to the disciples. Then the disciples distributed it to the people. And what and what I really felt in my heart and what I really kind of noticed in the scripture was that the food wasn't multiplied until the disciples started to give it out. The food wasn't multiplied until the disciples began to give it out. Again, reading Mark, uh, Matthew, and and Luke to 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 get the whole picture. It's only when the disciples began to distribute it. Uh, the Bible says that they were able to give it as much as people wanted, and they were filled. And I guess. Something that I I really want to encourage us uh, today with is number one. What do you have, man? What do you have? What is the Lord asking you to bring? He's not asking you to have enough. What he's asking you to do is to bring it. What's he asking you to do? What's he asking you to do? Who is he asking us to feed? Who is he asking us to encounter with? And are we it, talking with God, telling him that we don't have enough? Or are we able to bring to him humbly and say, you know what, I have five loaves and two fish. And are we able and I guess here's the key thing. The disciples could have just ignored him and said, you know what, he told us to, to find out what we have, but there's no point even bringing it to him. But there's a point in us bringing what we have to God. What we have to him. Why? Because it says in verse 6, for he himself knew what he was going to do. He, if God is calling us to do anything, he already knows the part he's going to play. And the invitation is by, you know, and I just think it's so fascinating. And I, I just think it, it really separates us from, from just from kind of like other faiths and that he wants to do it with you. He's like, God wants to do it with you. 
Jesus says to them, you feed them. You feed them. He breaks it. He breaks the bread. He blesses God. It's then distributed to the people through the hands of the disciples. He wants you to be a part of it so much. It started with, this is what we have, man. This is what we have. This is what we have. What we think is insignificant. What what we think uh, we need more of. The Lord says, bring it. Bring it. Because I already know what I'm going to do. It's more so about the disciples. This is the test for the disciples. Jesus already knows what he's about. The test is for the disciples. Do you recognize who you're with? Do you recognize who you're bringing, what we have to? If we recognize who we're bringing, what we have to, we will bring it to him. Number, and I guess another aspect is, even when we bring it to him, we may want him to multiply it so that we feel we can do the thing he's asking us to do. Actually, sometimes the Lord will tell us to start to do it. To start to do that thing. To put the five loaves and the two fish to work. And as we're doing it, as we're doing, as we're doing the thing he's telling us to do, as we're putting to work what he's called us to bring, the multiplication happens. He didn't ask them if they had enough, man. He simply wants to know what you do have. I just thought it was um, really, um, really confirmatory uh, as we had our full body workout today. Um, and I guess as we always have. Um, because the Lord is saying to all of us, what do you have? Bring me what you have. You might think it's not about your faults and whether you think it's enough. It's about simply bringing what you have. Because he knows what he's about to do. And he knows that it's able to fulfill what he's telling you to do. Jesus and the disciples fed the five thousand. It was a co-labor in here. Jesus and the disciples fed the five thousand. And if we read on in the book of John... Um, the Bible says in verse 14 that when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. When we begin to bring him what we have, it is a sign, guys. It's a prophetic sign that acknowledges who he is and and, and, and causes um, who he is uh, 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 to to be revealed to those around us, I, I really think I really want us to to put our, ourselves into the the shoes of the disciples. This, if I was one of the disciples, I, I 
I would have felt foolish. There's over 5,000, let's say six, let's say 7,000. The man just broke some five loaves and two fish and he told me to start to distribute it. That's foolish to us, but not to him. He really knows what he's going to do. The question is, are you going to do your bit? And that's bringing, not telling we don't have enough, not telling where we need to buy it from, not telling you don't have enough money, but simply give him what you have and he'll quit the work and he will cause it to do everything um, it needs to do.